Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. We are recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vaginas and Vertebrae. I am Dr. Kaylee. I'm Dr. Madeline. And we are super excited to talk today about a topic that we're both pretty passionate about, something we both see, and we are always like racking our brain for things that are related with chiropractic and physical therapy and women and just like total like women's healthcare altogether. So we're going to talk a lot about why or if your jaw pain or issues that are occurring in your jaw, neck, things like that are actually related to pelvic floor pain. So Dr. Madeline knows a lot more about the jaw pain, TMJ, all that good stuff um, than I do specifically. So I want her to kind of take over and give you kind of a quick crash course on what the hell is TMJ? What is TMD? What is jaw pain? Like, can you explain that and like break it down for us? Cause I think it's like a broad term that people don't understand. <laughs> it is a pretty broad term. Well, TMJ is like the technical term for like your jaw joint, which is tempo mandibular joint. When you throw the D on it, it's tempo mandibular joint dysfunction, which means you have been classified by somebody, usually like a dentist or maybe a PT or a chiro, but usually I think more like your dentist that says like, Hey, you have this that fits you in that box of quote unquote dysfunction. Now the thing is, is like there is so many other symptoms and, and correlations that you can have that won't quite put you in the dysfunction box, but we know you still have issues with your jaw at that point. And um, we were just talking, you know, like I, by talking from patients and being in like Facebook groups and stuff like that, I see that a lot of people don't understand um that it's all connected. So like when somebody walks into our office and we see this a lot in women, a lot, a lot in women more than we do men, I would say at least in our practice, um, you know, they're having like tightness of the jaw. Maybe they're clenching or grinding their teeth at night. Sometimes they have popping or clicking. Sometimes they can't open that wide or it gets stuck. But a lot of times too, they're going to have headaches. They're going to have migraines. They're going to have ringing in the ear, like a fullness in their ear. They're going to have neck pain. They're going to have shoulder pain. Um, that like tooth, like achy jaw pain that we've all felt at some point, that stuff is wicked. Like mm -hmm. they have typically more than just jaw pain or something like that. Um, and they're not really sure which is causing which. Yep. And I'll say too, that, um, a lot of times I see the presentation of like a migraine or a headache that's unexplained. Yeah. And, and so clients will come in sometimes for me and they'll be like, yeah, I mean, cause I'll ask them like, oh, you've had this persistent headache, but do you ever like, do you ever have any like clicking in your jaw at all? Do you ever have any jaw pain? Well, yeah, but that's, that's unrelated, but it is related. So it's important what, what she's saying about the connection. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. I was just like thinking, no, yeah, no, it's definitely related. And, um, like the journals out there that are put out by dentists for the research go into how the jaw joint and how this joint opens and closes and your teeth touch is related to the function of your neck. So the movement in your neck, and if it's stable and working correctly. Yep. So they directly relate to each other. And of course your head is on top of your neck. 
and your jaw's yep. connected to it. Oh, it is? No. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a smart ass over here. But it's it's true. It is mind blowing though, if you think about like all of the connections and it's it's really gonna be mind blowing when I add in like the pelvic floor factor of this. Of oh course, yeah. It's like the other uh, like other spectrum, other side of your body technically, but um, it's, it's kind of cool. And I want to share a personal story too, if you guys don't mind, I personally have dealt with a lot of TMJD is what I call it. Cause I hate it when people just say TMD cause it confuses me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't, where's the J it is a joint. So anyways, <laughs> pet peeves. um, but TMJD. So that's just the dysfunction of the TMJ joint. And, um, I started to present with like migraines, but I had my wisdom teeth cut out when I was 15 and I had all four of them cut out. And I got like lockjaw and then I got dry sockets. If you've ever had a dry socket, it's a shit show to try to do anything because you got to eat through a straw, but it's because air got into the socket from where you got your tooth pulled out. And it was pretty much my fault is really what happened because I wasn't paying attention to anything, but I didn't know. Nobody taught me anything about that, but that I couldn't open my jaw for like four weeks and it was so painful. It felt like I had cavities like everywhere, but it felt like I had knives in my neck. I couldn't move my neck to the side. I couldn't rotate my head. And I, when I say migraine, I mean like I was seeing the spots. I was vomiting. I couldn't see light. I wasn't able to listen to noise. And I've had migraines before. I started getting migraines when I was like 10 probably. And I've always had kind of like, I would say a weird jaw, but mine like always just felt now that like the way I described it, it always felt loose. And so it was really strange when I got my wisdom teeth cut out, my dentist at that time had told me, he was like, oh yeah, this will fix it. It won't feel loose anymore. Like just pretty much agreeing that my complaint of loose jaw was a real thing <laughs> when it's just because nobody assessed what it really was. But anyways, <laughs> so had my wisdom teeth cut out and there that was and like for four weeks and four total weeks was not able to eat. Couldn't open my mouth. I couldn't speak. It was the most painful thing I think I had ever experienced. And they finally sent me to a physical therapist. And when I went to this physical therapist, I myself as a physical therapist was like, well, what the hell can a PT do? Like, they just do like knees and arms and stuff, which again goes back to our education and teaching people what chiropractic and physical therapists can actually treat and what we can truly do. Because after three visits, I was able to open my mouth and then I was followed up with a bunch of exercises and the things that I needed to do. And I actually still do them today because my, I talk so much is really, I think all it is, but my jaw still will give me problems. And I can tell you that it's such a debilitating thing to have. It will literally make everything like suck. Like my whole day sucks if I have jaw pain and I wake up, if I eat something wrong, if I chew wrong or anything like that, it'll kind of trigger the pain. But the interesting thing, which is kind of like, you know, what Dr. Madeline was talking about was like, everything is connected by these amazing, like fascial, muscle, ligaments, all this stuff through our body, through the spine, technically, like it's all connected from that like core aspect of our body. And that's why it's really cool when clients come in and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I have jaw pain or TMJ pain or whatever, uh, but I'm here to see you for pelvic pain. I say, I know, like it's, it's actually a very common thing to have both or one or the other. And so it's an interesting correlation that I saw this past week and I've seen it a lot, but I've never really like considered doing a podcast episode on it because I'll be 100% honest. I didn't really know how to explain it <laughs> because I was just like, oh yeah, one's connected to the other, you know, one orifice, the other orifice, they're both holes, but they're, you know, they're connected, but it's really interesting. <laughs> That was my explanation. <laughs> How do you but explain I, it now? Do you have a better explanation now? 
Yes, I do. I do have a better explanation now <laughs> because I thought about it because I had a client call me out this week and she was just like, well, what do you mean it's connected? And because I, I treated her jaw because she was currently on her uh, menstrual cycle. So I could not treat her pelvic floor at that point because she has too much pain there when she's on her menstrual cycle. And so I treated the jaw pain. I did a little soft tissue work and a little bit of exercises and things like that. And all of her pain was alleviated in the pelvic floor as well. And she just looked at me and she was like, well, why did that happen? I was like, well, everything's connected. And she was like, that's not good enough. I want to know why. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> and so I was like, well, all right. So I pulled out my anatomy books and I like to explain to her because she had a desk job. So that's one thing that you want to think about is like your jaw, your neck, your spine, all of this and your pelvis, like everything is affected by your posture. And if you're sitting at a desk specifically, for instance, your pelvis may be like rolled back. You're sitting on your tailbone, your sacrum, but your neck, your head and shoulders and everything might be, you might be sitting forward, extending your head, almost looking back because of the posture of your head from that poor posture. And that can cause you to like have malalignment of everything in your spine, which can contribute to different pressures and pulls from the muscle and all these things in the pelvis and at the jaw. And another way to kind of explain it is if you have high anxiety or high stress, it can cause you to clench. But if you clench one, you're more likely to clench the other one too. And so if you think about it, I tell my women a lot of times, think about the connection of high stress, anxiety, or something like that. Like when you clench your teeth, grind your teeth, think about doing a relaxed pelvic floor. Or when you're going in to do like labor and delivery, you're about to deliver your baby and everything. One of the big things I tell my clients is relax your jaw. <laughs> let go of the clenching, let go of the tension. And so it's not that it's, and I really always forget like the name of this and you might remember this, Dr. Madeline, but it's like the X, X pattern for posture. You know what I'm trying to talk about? What is the Are name? Are you talking of? about like upper cross syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to explain as far as like position on how like the head sits on top of the rib cage and the rib cage should be on top of the pelvis and all of that. So what I mean by that is if you have the front of your neck muscles are affected, it is going to affect the bottom part of that X or your pelvis. And so it's important for us to understand that everything movement wise, everything function wise really does affect the entire spine because your pelvis is the bottom part of the spine, but your head is the top part of the spine. Yeah. So everything that you do with the muscles, the ligaments and everything in between will affect both sides of it. That's my little rant. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And we see that all the time too. And, um, I think just like a fun fact that we like to tell patients, I don't know if you tell your patients this or not, but it's like really eye opening. Like when you're like, if you're aware that you have like jaw tightness or jaw pain, um, if you know that like during times of stress, it gets worse, which it does for most of us. Um, and now that you're listening to this, you're going to be a little bit more cognizant of it. So you're going to notice it a little bit more, mm -hmm. but like the only time your teeth are really supposed to touch is when you're chewing. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting at your desk or you're sitting in traffic or you're sitting and you're listening to this podcast right now and your teeth are touching and you're not chewing, relax your jaw. Mm -hmm. Let it hang down a little bit. Take some yeah. deep breaths. Breathe all that stress out. Um, but this is just yep. going to come cool fact. So it's an easy way to check in on the top half on mm -hmm. like the stress and something you can do, which is going to directly, like you had talked about, it's going to directly correlate to your pelvic floor. Maybe yeah. you don't even know it's stress down there, yep. but a lot of times, I mean, I see it in women too. And like, it does correlate. And usually when we help one, the other one will get a little bit better too. And yeah. Which is, cool. which is yeah. pretty cool. 
It is. It's really cool how our body functions like that too, you know, and going back to the clenching and things, it's another cue that I'll give clients when they have a really hard time, like feeling a pelvic floor contraction or a Kegel, I'll tell them to clench your jaw. And if they're constipated, if you're sitting and you're constipated, let go of your jaw, relax your jaw, because that will help to correlate to relax your pelvic floor. And it's just like mind blowing because it's, it's, it's such an easy thing. Like when I say it like that, but it's mind blowing because our body is such like a miracle. It's so freaking cool how it works. And I could nerd out on this all day long about like things like that. And there's these like courses out here about like why singing can help with relaxation of the pelvic floor and why and jaw pain related to pelvic floor. And I've been reading a bunch of the research because it was brought to my attention this week. But for those of you out there that are clients, like it's just almost a very significant relationship. And I say almost always because it's not always explained like that. And like, it doesn't mean that relaxing your jaw is going to take your pain away in the pelvic floor, but it does mean that it's something to consider. Like if you're experiencing pelvic pain or like pain with intercourse or pain in the pelvis at all, or even hip pain, there's research out there that's correlating just hip pain to the jaw pain because of those cross patterns we were talking about. So if you're lifting and you're having lots of hip pain, consider what's your jaw doing. Are you grinding your teeth when you're lifting heavy? Are you holding your breath and grinding your teeth at the same time, which is really detrimental to the pelvic floor? So like, how is your body functioning and all of those like muscles and things like that? Like, what are they doing? And I think it's really cool because people are like, relax my jaw when I'm pooping. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Why not? Let it go. Let it yeah. go. <laughs> I think the cool thing about what we're talking about is like some people don't know this information, which is why we do this podcast and we talk about these topics and put it out there because if we don't, then you're still in your normal bubble mm -hmm. where you have no answers. You've been to maybe dentists or other doctors and they've never told you anything like this before. You've tried all the devices. You've spent all the thousands of dollars. You're like you said that like your pain is bad, like jaw pain that's associated like with those teeth in that area, that pain is not fun. Mm -mm. Um, you know, I've seen people who have said they're suicidal because of it and they have no answers and they just can't get any relief or they're going to the ER because it's so bad. They literally don't know what to do. Um, and then usually like when we're seeing them, like we get great results, mm -hmm. great results. But for some reason, I'm not sure why, like it's not a standard of care, why your doctors aren't like, Oh, go try this PT or this Cairo. And like all things that we talk about, we do have special training in that, like at least in our clinic. And I think you do too. Um, it's not something that like, I mean, when I was in chiropractic school, we talked about it very briefly. We learned like one adjustment that honestly I don't even do on anyone's jaw. Cause I believe it's too forceful. There's other ways to handle such a delicate joint. Um, and there's way more to it than just the adjustment for us when we're working on it. But just to know that you have options, options that aren't drugs that aren't surgery that isn't Botox, like turning off your nerve and that's going to, you're going to have to do continuously over time. Like yeah. all these side effects of things. Um, that, cause I just can't imagine like being at a point that it's so bad Yeah, that like you're like, you just are so hopeless. Like just mm. know if you're listening to this and you've been there, you know, somebody that there is hope. Yeah. It's, it's really hard because I think like the, we talked about this in several of our podcasts. I think the issue is honestly just, chiropractic and physical therapists not getting in the right place to market it and not giving the information and the proper education out there because it, it can't be just me and you in one podcast. Oh like, there's no freaking way we can reach. I mean, please share this 9,000 times to 9,000 countries to everyone, you know, but we can't do it on our own. And so that's why it's so important. We love that we have so many of you subscribing and so many of you 
sharing it and like talking about it. We're so appreciative of that because that's how it works. Like that's what's going to happen. And putting this episode out there, I think it's always really cool too, because it does get exposed to the people that are in the healthcare field that may not think to refer to us first. Right. And just like you were saying, Dr. Madeline, um, physical therapists, we have excellent results with conservative treatment of TMJ as well. And we don't, you know, do anything that's considered aggressive. It's more so just different movement patterns that you can do. We do a lot of soft tissue. We do a lot of manual therapy and a lot of things to help you with those postures and, and changing things like that. And I always, and I talk about this all the time, but I always talk like to clients about breath work yes. because I love to talk about that connection of the pelvic floor, the jaw and the breath and the diaphragm. It's all so connected that it is amazing. And we need to get on here and talk about my one client that had foot pain came to me during pregnancy. Foot pain was completely alleviated. That's a new case study. Anyways, <laughs> so many cool things, but starting with breath work. So if you're out there and you're suffering, like start with working on and learning how to do deep breathing and how to connect the pelvic floor. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, when I say that, if you go follow me on Instagram at postpartum physio, um, postpartum underscore physio, I talk a lot about how to actually feel the relaxation of the pelvic floor and how to connect that to your breath. And I think that it would be really beneficial to hear from you too. What are some of those things that you've been told to do for your jaw pain or your tooth pain or your neck pain or your headaches? And has anyone ever talked to you or did or recommended a pelvic floor assessment? Because the cool thing is for me, I get a lot of the clients that have tried everything, but nobody has asked if they have pain in their pelvic floor, if they have urinary incontinence, prolapse, diastasis recti, or any of those things going on. And so when they step foot in my office and I ask that, it's almost like that, uh, why the heck are you asking me that question? But then it turns out we go through the pelvic assessment and I treat it. A lot of times they get relief or they say, I feel it in my jaw. I feel the pain here. And then I say, relax your jaw, deep breathing. And then we learn about that connection. And I think it's a really fascinating way to think about your body and to connect with your body. Because again, we've talked about this in our postpartum episode and our pregnancy episode. A lot of times as women, we disconnect that part. Right. So I can talk about vaginas all day long because of like my specialty and my training and my expertise. And Dr. Madeline could talk about the jaw all day long, I'm sure, because of her training and her expertise and all of the knowledge that she has there. And so hopefully what you're getting from this episode is understanding that a conservative treatment from two clinicians like that, like we know how to help you there. Like that's so cool to understand that you don't have to take medicine or have surgery to get rid of that pain. Like I think that that's a fascinating like thing to think about. And if somebody would have told me that when I was 15 and got my wisdom teeth out, I probably would not have gone through that month of horrible pain or think just like how many of us will have dental work at some point. And usually if you're having jaw issues, the dental work is going to flare it up. And that's one of our questions we ask you is like, have you had dental work done recently? Did you ever have braces? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been like, even like a trauma, like a car accident, like a whiplash will really, will really kind of predispose you to this. But I had went and, um, had cavities filled like a couple months ago. And, um, I mean, I had jaw discomfort for almost a week after. And yep. at least during that time, I knew how to help myself. And um, I saw my sister who was working on me through chiropractic care and those type of things. But just think about like, even in those situations, not having to even deal with that for that amount of time. Um, if you're actually like working on it and you have people on your team that know how to help you versus just being like, well, I just had it done. I just kind of have to suck it up. Yeah. Or I've had yeah. Who 
had crazy dental work done and now they can't even barely open their jaw. Mm-hmm. You help. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where they have to like, they have to get their jaw open because they have follow-up dental work. They have to go do again in a yep. time. Frame. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I didn't go to the dentist for like three years because I went after I got treated from the physical therapist that I went to. And then when I went to the dentist, I got locked out again. And, oh, the, and the unfortunate part was like the dentist wasn't educating me about like why or what was going on or how to like change things. Of course we just, they have to have my mouth open. Um, but now it's nice because like I, I communicate to my dentist. I'm like, I have a history of TMJD. I have a lot of pain when I get dental work. I, I can't keep my jaw open longer than a minute. So they give me breaks after a minute because it just hurts me. It hurts. It clicks. It does these things. Now, the interesting thing though, is, um, as I'm getting older, it's actually getting worse. And I'm bringing this up as a question because it's like, I don't actually know why that's happening, but I've had clients ask me to like with hormone changes, the relationship of hormones, things like that with jaw, pelvic floor. I don't know why it's actually getting worse though. So now I can only do dental work for like 30 second bouts. Whereas I used to go for a minute, but they have to like have my jaw at like this specific area, but it's, I have big teeth too. So and beaver teeth and they're very close together. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of neck problems, like all kinds of things. I'm a great patient guys, <laughs> but yeah, jaw pain is not something that you have to suffer from. And again, there are so many things that this episode of course is not covering. There's a full assessment that needs to be done and understanding how it works and why it works. The real goal is to really just get you to understand that like, jaw pain, pelvic floor pain, it is connected the majority of the time Mm -hmm. and understanding that you need to tell your provider, especially if it's a chiropractor or pelvic PT that you're going to, that you have both of them. So if you have pelvic pain, but you're seeing a chiropractor for your jaw pain, tell them that you have pelvic pain. Hopefully they will be able to kind of explain to you why, because a lot of times it's, it's just, we just have to be able to explain that and understand it. So you can get the deep breathing and the relaxation and then understand the soft tissue work and the stretching and the things that you need to do. So it's definitely like you can do on your own. It's so funny breathing. So I was thinking the other day, I'm like, I feel like if people ask me like, what do I need to do for it? You could like list whatever. And I'll be like, just breathe. Yep. First and foremost, <laughs> just breathe properly. Like stress, breathe. Jaw pain, breathe. Pelvic yeah. pain, breathe. Back pain, breathe. <laughs> it's true though, but there's a correlation there. Everything that you just mentioned is like pain. The word pain mm-hmm. within it. You know, we've got to be able to calm down our nervous system and and our response, our fight or flight response, and and eliminate the pain by breathing first to calm things down. So it's really kind of cool, and um, that's actually a really good, I think episode that we could do is the impact of the diaphragm and breath and all of that on the body itself. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in. That is our episode on jaw pain and vagina pain and why it might be related. And I, yeah, <laughs> questions, message yes. Us. <laughs> yes, we would love to answer those. We get this all the time in both of our clinics and we really enjoyed treating it too, because it's so cool to see the, the Bambi and headlights when I explain this to clients. Cause they're just like, wait, what? I've been dealing with jaw pain for 15 years and it can go away. And then it does. And then they're like, what? <laughs> it's amazing. So I just love it. I love it. So yes, if you have any questions, please do not ever hesitate to reach out and let us know share this episode with those people that you know that are suffering from jaw pain or pelvic pain. 
and we would love to answer their questions as well. And I do have an online course that if you're not around us and you want to try some stuff on your own that you can go through and do, and there's some special stuff in there for pelvic floor too. Yay. How exciting. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out Dr. Madeline's course, it will be in the show notes there. Make sure and let us know if you have any questions and we will see you next time. Bye.